is Friday, October the 21st, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Shore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So, Jeffrey, another week under the belt. I can't believe it. The time just seems to fly by here. I don't know what's going on. Well, once again, it's Friday afternoon. Another week in the markets. Lots of things happening in the markets. Lots of things and almost nothing happening. So, so well, well, if <laughs> lots of things and nothing at the same time. So, where do we end up with our, uh, well, with our crops here? Corn prices pulled back about $4 for the week. Some of that was uh, basis levels a little bit. Soybeans were flat for the week. Hard red spring wheat was flat. Winter wheat was a big loser. It was down about $10 for the week. Some of that was basis levels. Just local demand is uh, kind of pulled that price back. So let's see what happened in the the big the world markets to, to not really bring a lot of changes out there. Uh, the U.S. dollar keeps getting stronger. It hurts their U.S. exports. Our Canadian dollar this week... Traded between oh seventy two and a little over seventy three cents. So and even today, I think this morning it was seventy two point four. And the time I get into work, I was running the roads this morning. It was up to like seventy three cents. So it's been volatile up and down. But the U.S. dollar is getting stronger. Crude oil this week, kind of interesting. President Biden released fifteen million barrels out of their strategic reserves. Historically, if the U.S. releases oil, oil prices go down. Yeah, they went down for about two-thirds of a day and jumped up more the next day than the price they went down. But they were kind of range-bound this week between $83 and $86. So it had no real effect on the market. Sure, that's not what Biden wanted, but it didn't have an effect. And why do we talk about crude oil prices? Because of... Soybean oil Soybean oil. It used to be ethanol always, but now it's more soybean oil. Soybean oil demand for biodiesel in the States. All the talks this year has been more and more soybean oils being used in biodiesel. Will be interesting to see by the end of the year where those numbers do come out. But in talking about soybean oil then that comes out of the crushed market we should talk about soybean meal uh well so soybean oil hit some like jumped up in prices this week back above their 100 day moving average for a few days or it's staying there soybean meal fell below the 100 day moving average it's been a real strong side for most of this year but then it bounced back here on wednesday thursday i think and soybean meal prices are stronger and soybean oil prices too stronger in the nearby than they are out in the futures were weren't there some export sales announced this week that maybe supported those prices for both soybeans and soybean meal usually we talk about exports just as soybeans but this week they talked about soybean meal too the exports were really strong so it was uh the exports announced here they were the at a one-year high. I think I wrote that today in the blog. They were at a one-year high for soybeans. They've been way behind. They've basically been a month behind in ramping up soybean exports out of the U.S. And one of the problems in for in that... Well, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. It's it's the level in the Mississippi, just getting the soybeans actually, or the crop, yeah, so, out of Central America, North so they, America. They can't load the barges as high. They can't put as many barges together behind one tug. So they're they're having trouble getting those stockpiles out of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. 
and that's I think I wrote this week that's a problem that's not going to go away no so they're slower to get them out down to the to the Gulf of Mexico and that for to export them so that's going to hurt their exports but they're they just they haven't had the sales things have been cheaper less expensive in Brazil Brazil is still exporting their big crop or mm-hmm. their crop of soybeans wasn't as big as they were hoping but still a big crop 126 million tons or something and they've been exporting corn corn's been a lot cheaper out of brazil than u.s corn so it kind of sounds like a lot of things are against the u.s right now crops right they're they're dollar stronger which means that their their crops are worth a lot more so people are looking elsewhere for cheaper crops they're having logistics issues are we having the same issues here jeff well, there's uh, there's definitely some logistics issues coming out on the St. Lawrence. Uh, right now, the Port of Johnstown is full of soybeans, wheat and soybeans. That's right. We got that email this, this morning, right? Yeah. No more beans until a boat comes and takes them away. Supposedly, a boat's coming early next week. They're supposed to start receiving soybeans again on Wednesday. And these are all soybeans going in the export market. Now, with some of the logistics problems on the St. Lawrence is lower water levels in the St. Lawrence. So it's the same as the Mississippi? It's something like the Mississippi. So I would imagine that they cannot load the boats as full Mm. here at the port of Johnstown or at any of the other ports. I know I spoke to an exporter today and he says they're having that problems in Montreal at the port. So if they're having that problems at Montreal, they got to be having them some here, some in Hamilton, maybe as far down in Windsor. Like they, they just can't be loading the boats quite as high if the water levels are however much lower. So I I guess I'm wondering about this because we actually had a decent amount of rain here in our in our local area than most years right usually there's very little rain that happens in August and we had quite a bit of rain this year so were we the only ones that got rain and it was a drought everywhere else is that why the water levels are so low yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense i know they how they control water levels with the the hydro dams etc along the saint lawrence and everything i i don't have the answers for that one um it does seem very strange that water levels are low for us and even reading about the mississippi uh i think it was on the dtn today i was reading oh they're looking for weekend rains that are going to help it I'm thinking how big that Mississippi River is, you need some pretty massive rains to, to bring to, it up. To make off. anything, right? Like so any sort of impact. I don't really understand the whole water hmm. side of it. It seems simple, but it seems complex at the same time. So why don't we talk why don't we move on to the next thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us, the the U- Russia Ukraine war. Oh what that is- doesn't make sense. Well let's see, we, we woke up on Monday. <laughs> to Russia bombing more civilian targets in the Ukraine and that's kind of kept up during the week off and on and so wheat prices rallied on Monday they were or they started up rallying yeah. and by the end of the day they were pulling they were still ended positive but not near as much it's kind of like oh this was news at eight o'clock in the morning but by one o'clock oh, that's old news but they still have their trade agreement in place correct they have their trade agreement Ukraine is when this trade agreement was signed, they were talking about trying to export 5 million tons of grains every month. Mm-hmm. And most analysts said, oh, that's a, they'll never reach that. Well, it's actually looking like in October, they might reach that 4 to 5 million tons of grains moving out. So that's a big negative for prices for especially corn and wheat. Ukraine is supplying cheaper corn and wheat to get it moved. A lot of this is for still sure. older crop. 
Uh, the Ukraine wants to renew this export agreement for, I read today, up to one year. Russia is pushing back, saying they want some concessions. They want people to buy their wheat and their fertilizer <laughs> and stuff. And even though there's not uh, holds or there's not, they haven't put embargoes on the exports from Russia or the, U the U.S. and the West haven't. They say the purchasers are stepped back away from them and they they want them to open up these markets for Russia. So it is just so funny. They're having a war, but they're trying to make trade agreements on the side. So when does the current agreement expire, Jeff? Sometime in November. Okay. I've just read too many different things on when it expires to <laughs> give a definite date on there. I thought it was the first week of November and then like today I read next month or a month from now. So. Be interesting that whether that trade agreement gets renewed or not will have a large effect on prices. For sure. You know, if it gets renewed, that's a big negative for wheat and corn, mm -hmm. a little bit for soybeans because of sunflower, you're even reading about how many sunflowers, tons of sunflowers and sunflower oil they've exported to. For sure. Uh, but if it gets canceled, that's a positive for wheat and corn, especially because that takes their supply out of it. Ukraine, like I think I wrote this week, their plantings are way behind this year on their winter wheat. Surprise, surprise, they're in a war zone. You know, they're planting less crops. There's no big surprise there. So it's a hard one to know what's going to happen. This wheat market just seems to push aside right now that there's problems in the Ukraine, that there's a war there. Yeah. It's just amazing to me anyways. The... Uh, so, you know, we get away from wheat or, well, we even talk about wheat in South America. Like, I wrote a lot about wheat this week of uh, excessive rains in Australia hurting the quality of their crop and their potential. They were looking for a big crop. Uh, Argentina's been dry. They've cut back uh, their production. I think I, well, I actually I know I wrote about that today. Read the numbers from 23 million tons last year down to about 15 million this year. You know, there's always wheat news out there, and the wheat market always has something to decipher. So, South America, you know, we're corn and soybeans, we're moving from a North American market now to South America mm -hmm. because South America is planting. They have somewhere around 30% of their crops planted. It's kind of funny. In Argentina, they usually plant corn first and then soybeans, which is kind of a North America thing too. Corn's always usually ahead of planting. Brazil is the other way. They plant soybeans and then they have a second crop corn. Like 75% of their corn crop is in the second crop. So, But they are planting corn too. But So they're around 30-35% planted. Maybe it's dry in parts of Brazil and Argentina, but not enough year yet to affect their crops and they're getting it, getting it planted. You know, turn our attention back to North America. So corn and soybeans... They're the U.S. harvest, how is it progressing, uh, Dolores? It's progressing, isn't it, Jeffrey? It's progressing, progressing <laughs> well. They're, you know, they're ahead of their five-year average. They're, the crop report comes out, progress report comes out every Monday. They're well ahead of the five-year average. They had pretty good weather this week to keep it going. Talking about some rain the weekend or early next week and some of the eastern corn belt, the western side supposed to keep rolling. Would you say that we're ahead of progress or uh, uh, ahead of average here in, in our little slice of heaven? No, unfortunately. I didn't they, think so. We were a little late starting soybeans. Sure. There's still 
I don't know what her soybeans now. We said last week 70%. Well, we haven't had much of a week for soybean no. harvest. Last weekend Let's was go good. With 77%. And then it rained on like Monday and off and on all week. So soybeans will get combining again this weekend. There's sure. still a fair amount out there, different places. Uh, They're still moving despite the port being full. Yeah. You know, we have room at the elevator, bring your soybeans on. Yep. Uh, did hear of a couple other elevators that were said they're full of soybeans, but we'll make another bin open. So just don't tell Dwight I said that. So, <laughs> so what else is going on local? The the corn, corn crop has started coming off here. Corn crops started coming off. And what were range of moistures, what, 22 to 30%? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> you know, it's uh, check your fields before you go into them, I'd say. Absolutely. People, there's... Uh, corn's a little bit later, people starting than other years, but we're not late on corn no. yet by any means. Test weight looks pretty decent so far. Decent. We've heard some people have some concerns about them, so, you know, yeah. who's to know? So that's, so things are progressing. You know, we're... We're open this weekend or receive... Open the weekend. We're going to receive corn beans. and beans. Yep. got both dryers fired up, ready we to sure go. Yeah. You know, it's... I know myself, I have some soybeans to combine, and I I know they're going to have to go through the dryer now. <laughs> it's like, it's, again, we've, lots of us have combined soybeans in November, but it's that time of year now that it's, if they're ready, get them off. For sure. So we go back to, like, corn and soybeans, what's driving their prices were flat this week. You know, the, the exports have been behind in the U.S. We already said about those soybeans had their one-year high for exports this week. Corn's way behind. You know, their yields are going to be down. They're starting to look to north, or we will be looking to South America on crop progress down there. It's not a lot happened this week, but, well, in saying not a lot happened, today's soybean prices were up and down about $10. They were, yeah. You know, they were negative, and then they went positive for the day, and all our crops today ended up like within a penny or two of being even for the day. So we still have volatility every day, it seems like, and stuff, but not a lot happened for week over week. For sure. Lots of target orders in there in soybeans to sell them at well, $700. $700. That's you know, a good round number. I'm waiting to congratulate all those people. <laughs> I hope it gets there soon. The, uh, let's uh, let's hope for next week, so we'll see. <laughs> yep, sounds good. If anybody has any questions anytime, give us a call. For sure. We're always ready to answer them and uh, bring on those crops. Thanks for tuning into the podcast and uh, hope everyone has a safe and uh, safe weekend harvesting. We'll be here. Give us a call if you need anything um, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Be good.